0: We're here with John from New Hope International Church. He's going to share a little bit about his testimony and how he became a Christian. So, John, why don't you tell us about what your life was like before you became a Christian?
1: Okay, sure, Brennan. Um, so, I'm, I was born here in Washington State and grew up in a non-Christian home. Uh, my dad was a construction worker, and I was raised under a lot of alcohol abuse. Mm. Uh, my dad, of course, had a temper, and he'd come home drunk from time to time and my parents would argue and fight, and this is what me, my two brothers, and my sister were grew up under, fighting, arguing, fighting, and arguing. And so I took on all that from my dad, and as we got older, uh, I would treat my brothers bad, beat up on them. Uh, I just didn't have any peace in my heart mm. growing up. Uh, my dad was a good provider. We always had everything that we needed, but... I didn't have a relationship with him. And it's one thing that I really lacked, mm. uh, you know, to be loved by a father. Right. And so, my mom, she would take us to church uh, from time to time also, and I believed the things that I was taught, but when I was 13, I ended up just telling my mom, I don't want to go back again. Mm. I had enough of it, it was boring to me, there was just no life there. And I was just seeking after things to make me happy uh bring some kind of peace into my life and um I would I would uh, had no respect for my parents uh, very rebellious um got into drugs a little bit things like this just uh, kind of the norm right and uh would yell at my mom all the time mm. and that's pretty much the way I was Wow. Uh, Why don't you describe your conversion to Christianity, how you you became to know uh, Jesus? Okay. Yeah, um, I was 17 years old and, again, still just not happy. Didn't like school, didn't like high school. Um, I let my friends know that I was looking for a job. And they told me that there was a guy in Issaquah who had a machine shop and was looking for help. So my friend and I went down there. And we met this guy named Steve. He was big guy, like three hundred and fifty pounds, and he came out and uh, interviewed us, and a couple days later he called me back. he said, "I want you I want to hire you." So I went down there and started working for him. After about three days, uh, he came up to me and he said, he says, he goes, "John, do you believe in the Bible?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Do you believe in God?" I said, "Well, yeah." And he says, Do you believe in Jesus? And I said, I started getting nervous. Right. Because no one no one had ever asked me questions like this before. And I said, Yeah, I, I do. And he said, Come here, let me I want to talk to you. So we sat down and for the next little bit he began to tell me how Jesus stands at the door of your heart and knocks. Mm-hmm. And he said, If any man opens up that door and invites him to come in, that he will come into your life. And he said, "The Bible says that you'll become a new a new person, a new creation." Right. And I, I believed what he was saying was true because as he was talking to me, I thought back on my life, and I knew that it, I had made a mess of my life, <laughs> and I needed I needed God, I, I needed Jesus in to make me a new person. And so I confessed my sins to him and uh, repented. And we prayed together, and I asked Jesus to come into my life, and I went home. Huh. Yeah, the next day I woke up and looked at myself. I, I looked the same, and I was wondering what he, was, what he meant when he said I would be a new person. And uh, a couple weeks later, I was in the kitchen. My mom came up to me. She says, Johnny, why don't you yell at me anymore? I said, Mom, have you ever asked Jesus in your life? And she said, no. Mm -hmm. I said, well, that's what I did. And she then she turned and kind of walked away. And from that time on, I really noticed that my life changed. Mm -hmm. I I got a hunger to read the Word of God, and uh, I I began praying every day and just reading. And the more I read, the more I wanted to read the Bible and learn what God's Word had to say. Uh, my boss said, I wanted li- I'd i like to take you to church. A few months had gone by. Right. He said, I'd like to take you to church with me. And I said, okay. He goes, now, this church is a little bit probably different than what you're used to. Because I, was, I used to go to Protestant churches, Lutheran Methodists. And he says, when they sing during praise and worship, they raise their hands, and it's very lively. And I said, okay. And people might also want to come up and give you a hug, too. And I said, well... If any man comes up and gives me a hug, I, you know, I might get upset about that. He goes, okay, that's fine. And we were there. Um, I started meeting people, mm-hmm. and this one youth pastor came up, and he says his name is Earl. He gave me a big hug. But when he hugged me, I just felt so much love that I wanted more. Yeah. And I had never experienced that. And I could see that Jesus was in their lives like he was in my life. Yeah. And it was such a new experience to me, Wow yeah.
0: Yeah. So what has your life been like since then, walking with God?
1: Uh, it's really been an adventure. It's been amazing. Um, walking with Jesus every day is something that can surprise me, can just overwhelm me um, he He is so faithful. Mm-hmm. God has been so faithful in my life um, I continued to go to the church mm-hmm. and there was a man there named, also named Steve who used to travel around the world uh, with a Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International yeah. and he asked me to travel with him we ended up going to about 30 countries together wow. and uh, he would get up share testimony and then I would share my testimony and we would we'd pray for people who Wanted to surrender their life to to Jesus, uh, pray and lay hands on them, and uh, who wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit and wow. s- speak in tongues, and that's what that was my Bible school. So we did that for about a year and a half, and um, from and then uh, that put a real desire in my heart to continue to share the gospel in third world countries. Mm-hmm. So in 1993, um, I had gotten married. We had a couple children, and uh, we we moved our family to the Philippines. Oh. We were there for eight years. Um, I learned the language. I worked with tribes. My wife worked with the deaf and hearing impaired, and we ended up starting five churches. That's great. Uh, the works are still going on today, and we stay in communication with them. Uh, we... Uh, went other places to do mission work. Like in Mexico, we were there for about nine months uh, sharing the gospel. Uh, our children now have been to other countries in Bali and Peru. And, and uh, ever since that day that Jesus came into my life, uh, not only was my life transformed, but then my, my mom received the Lord, my brothers, my sister, our whole family converted to Christ and surrendered to his lordship wow, that's great um, after we were in the Philippines, my parents would visit us every now and then mm-hmm. well on one of those trips um, my dad also surrendered his life to the Lord that's great and he has been faithfully walking with Jesus ever since that time wow. yeah so I really thank God for his grace that came into my life uh, without it, I would have just still been walking down that that dark path. Mm not knowing where I was going. But now um, I have peace, a love in my heart, and uh, walking in the light. I thank God for that. Um, Two years ago, I wanted to add that I asked a friend about a church in the area where Mm -hmm. we could go because we we had gotten back from Mexico. We hadn't found a church. And he said, um, you know, I heard about this place called New Hope International. I don't know where it is, but... um, uh, you remember Margie and Earl? And I said, yeah, I remember them. They used to go to the church 35 years ago no. that I went to when I first became a Christian. So I called them and talked to Margie, and she told me about New Hope. And uh, we were we came here that f- very first Sunday after we talked. And after the service was finished, we knew that this was a place that God had called us to be. So uh, it's been amazing. Uh, we built some great relationships here with brothers and sisters and we're looking forward to all that that the lord has for us in the future together with the hope.
0: thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us it's going to be a blessing to many people really appreciate your time yeah thanks Brennan. thanks
2: so we would like to hear a great testimony of how god is our healer he is wonderful the bible said that god is jehovah rapha he is our healer so we would like to hear a testimony from a brother from Arizona. And he will talk in Thai. I will translate into English. So M, could you please go
1: ahead.
2: Uh, yes. I have a, a sickness that I live with. I have suffered from it for all of my life. energy. I have um allergy problem and it's pretty bad to be asthma, could not breathe. <inaudible> I came from Thailand to Arizona about two months after I arrived here. This is something happened to me every year, the asthma and two months after I moved to the US I was inflicted by asthmatic attack. I just started to have breathing problem. So when the weather was changed, the weather in Arizona became cooler, the asthmatic attack came on me so because I came here I did not have any medication I did not know any doctor I did not know any hospital it's very difficult for me I got to know one Christian sister in my workplace and she suggests that I pray to the Lord and ask Jesus to heal me แล้ว So I pray and ask God to heal me even though I was not sure that this going to work
1: ครับแล้ว And it
2: worked เหมือนเป็น I know that my asthmatic problem is not curable and I have lived with it for a long time but this is a miracle to me that God is my doctor. And God helped me. He healed me. Amen. Okay. Thank you. So you accepted Jesus into your heart. Love you Jesus. So I accepted Jesus about one month ago Uh Praise God Let's give hand to the Lord Thank you so much Uh Hi everybody I'm Pastor Varun I would like to bring you the good news Of the testimony Of how God is so good And He is the healer I would like to ask Kun Phel, she is a Thai woman who received supernatural grace of God in her life. And she would like to give testimony of how God performed a miracle in her life. And she's going to speak in Thai, and I will translate into English for all of you to understand this wonderful miracle. Please go
3: ahead. My name is Baal. I
2: am a Thai woman. And I was
3: sick.
2: I have been
3: healed. I have been healthy now. I would like
2: to tell you that I was afflicted by colon cancer.
3: And my doctor told me that
2: I could live only for six months.
3: แต่ But God has already healed me ได้ 5 ปี I was healed 5 years
2: ago <laughs> How did it
3: happen เป็น So I went
2: to see doctor and The doctor said that I have a stage four cancer, colon cancer. So I tried to seek medical treatment. Were you Christian at that time? She
3: said that
2: she was not a Christian when the diagnosis
3: of colon cancer
2: was given to her. But she met a lady who was her interpreter when she was meeting with the doctor to interpret from Thai into English.
3: The doctor
2: got some study, X-ray, ultrasound and told me that I had a stage 4 colon cancer. Are you sad to hear this story? That's what the doctor asked her.
3: This interpreter, a young lady,
2: asked me, "Do you believe in God? Why don't you come to church with me
3: and get to know God?" แล้วเสร็จแล้วพี่ก็มา So
2: I decided to come to
3: New Hope International Church and the pastor lay
2: hand on me I felt some movement or shaking in my body ใช่
3: uh, The pastor lay hand on me แล้วเสร็จ 3 เดือนเอ่อ So I still going
2: to church every Sunday and went to see doctor on an appointment and I was thinking that how I gonna survive the 3 months have gone by and i wonder i gonna survive or not
3: ตายแล้วเสร็จแล้วก็ไปหาหมอทุกทุก 3 เดือนเนี่ย 3 เดือนเนี่ยก็คิดว่า She said that she received
2: chemotherapy And after the end of the three months, she got a special X-ray in, might be CAT scan or something. And the doctor was surprised because all the tumor cancer cell in her body was gone, which is a miracle because stage 4 cancer, colon cancer, cannot be cured by just chemotherapy.
3: (laughs) The doctor who gave her
2: chemotherapy did not believe that she was totally healed by just the medical treatment. He was surprised, big surprise.
3: So the doctor, the nurses hugged me and was, were very happy and
2: excited about the outcome of the X-ray that she got
3: totally healed. But I want to proclaim that God is the one who healed me. Yes, is the one who healed I would like to encourage
2: you that God is real and God is the
3: great healer. Thank you very
2: much for listening and I want to tell you God take care of all of
3: us when we believe in Him, follow Him and He is the here thank you so much จ้าขอบคุณค่ะแล้วก็ if you have faith in
2: him god is the provider he will give you love he will provide financial need for you he will take care of you god is so good ค่ะ thank you. thank you so much god bless you ขอบคุณครับ <laughs>
0: I'm here with Stan Lander. Stan lives and works in Seattle for Christian Radio Station Spirit 105.3. Stan also recently experienced the healing power of God in a very powerful way. You were diagnosed with a brain tumor. What sort of symptoms did you have from that brain tumor?
4: Well, it started this past summer, uh, back in August. One evening, uh, I found myself uh, unable to speak for about 10, 15 minutes, and I was unstable on my feet. And then I was with my wife, and uh, she's an international flight attendant, and so she did the basic diagnostics and to see if I had a stroke Mm. but she seemed to feel like you know it wasn't a stroke so I was fine after a couple minutes and we just left at that I thought maybe it was a reaction to a medication Mm. Um, and then I had a similar seizure as I refer to it now uh, about six weeks later uh, where I just started slurring my speech so I went to the doctor the next day and uh, the doctor there said he thought it was a tia a minor stroke mm. uh, but to see my general practitioner as soon as possible which i did and uh had an mri mm. and uh the next day i get a call that i needed to come in right away and uh, uh that they wanted to talk to me so they found out there that uh, indeed i had had a brain tumor Wow! so this just all happened in a matter of you know a couple of days wow at that point so you have this mri
0: scheduled when you got the mri what did it show
4: uh, it showed that, in fact, I did have a uh, a brain tumor, mm. and so then uh, that started a you know a series of, of different diagnostics over the course of the next month: uh, spinal taps, EEGs, EKGs, ultrasounds, um, additional uh, MRIs, and, and blood tests. So, um, and then at the end of that, uh, I had an appointment with uh, with my neurosurgeon. And uh, you know, he said we've come to the conclusion, negating all these other potential mm-hmm. um, conditions, that uh, it's very likely that you have a very serious condition of cancer called CNS lymphoma, wow. which is c- central nervous system lymphoma. So I said, okay, well, tell me what the prognosis is. He hesitated, and I I pressed him, mm-hmm. and he said, well, you know, we'll have to do a, um, <clears throat> a biopsy. And then, you know, the treatment will be, very matter-of-factly, radiation, chemotherapy, mm-hmm. and what's the prognosis. And I pressed him again, and he said, reluctantly, well, you're looking at a year or two at best. Wow. He says, but it comes back to get you, eventually. Wow. So we walked out of there just, like, hit by a truck. I have
0: a picture of yeah. the MRI if you want to look at it. Oh, um, that'd be
4: great. Yeah, that's really helpful.
0: It was I mean, really just a white mass there right in the center of the brain from many different shots you can still see white mash just right there, deep in the brain. So after that prognosis from your doctor of one to two years and not much you could do about it, where did you go from there?
4: On the way out from that appointment my wife made me aware that when the doctor gave me this um reality check that he couldn't even look at me in the eye. Wow. I'd never done this before, but I just I couldn't put my faith in that kind of doctor. Mm -hmm. So we left there and we talked to a friend of ours who um is a nurse in uh, neurosurgery, and she, she said, "Yeah, you've got to be careful doing a biopsy. We refer to that as prime real estate. Wow. and uh, this is, you know not something that you want to go into um, haphazardly. So decided right on the, on the spot after that appointment, we want to get a second opinion, and we want to find another doctor. Mm-hmm. So we'd heard about Dr. Lau, a friend of ours from a home group, had uh, had him do surgery on her and had raved about him, and my wife was doing some research. And had a couple other people speak highly, you know, very well recognized surgeon in the area mm-hmm. and a man of faith. Um, so we made an appointment to visit with him about uh, a week later. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was given no hope previous to that. But but we met with Dr. Lauer's We were at his last appointment of the day, and he had just come in from out of town. And here it was seven o'clock at night. But we met with him, and uh, he said, "Let's let's wait a couple weeks." Mm. And uh, then come back and let's just see if this thing hasn't grown. And the amazing thing was he sa- he said, you know, would you mind if, if I prayed for you? Wow. And both of my wife and I were just, would we mind? I mean, we were hoping, right. you know, that he would pray for us. Yeah. And he he, he prayed, it was so marvelous, he prayed miracles. Wow. And it was just such a departure, you know, and a radical, you know, just in opposition of what the, First doctor yeah, not presented to us. No, 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 and and so we walked out of there with um, <laughs> with hope. Mm-hmm. We were encouraged, and I said, you know, I just really felt like, okay, now this is where we need to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's 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 how we left that. Wow. Yeah. So then, um, over the next couple of weeks, we had people praying for mm-hmm. us, uh, and uh, um, then we, uh, in fact we're watching tv funny enough Well, before i get to that um went to a church that was known to you know believe strongly in the healing power of god yeah. and i did have a gentleman there one of the leaders that i've known went up for prayer that morning and uh, it was interesting because he asked me he said is there anything that you feel you know you've held against yourself he said i usually don't ask this question and right away i knew what he was referring to mm-hmm. and uh, it was basically a decision that i'd made years ago mm. And so there was an element of forgiveness. And I, um, you know, I walked away from there also with, okay, God's now, you know, we're, we're, we're moving forward here. Yeah. And just felt just a, a sense of optimism starting to emerge in my spirit. So then we, we met with Dr. Lau, and we'd had people praying for me during that time. Again, I didn't share this with a lot of people, but people that I knew were committed prayer warriors. And uh, so then we met with Dr. Lau, and, oh, I know, yes, I do want to read a, uh, we're watching the 700 Club. I haven't seen that. Yeah, and we don't watch it regularly, but we're watching it because I know that sometimes I'll give words of knowledge. After meeting with Dr. Lau, we went to his church, and that day he prayed for me. That was the first thing, and he had prayed for me, and again, he prayed, you know, miracles, miracles, and I was completely touched um, that morning. It's funny because I remember that day, electricity was out at the (laughs) church, (laughs) but the power of God was so apparent it was an exciting morning for me and i walked out of there again just believing that i had been healed yeah yeah and and, uh just like okay god you're and my faith is growing throughout my wife's faith is growing but then a few days after that is when uh, we're watching the 700 club and the gal that's a co-host um these were the words and i'd watched the show a couple times over the years but i'd never heard her refer to any brain tumor Mm -hmm. Other conditions. And she said, Someone out there has been diagnosed with a brain tumor. It's not a question whether or not you have it. It's there. You question whether God can heal such a thing. Today, God is setting you free. He's totally healing that tumor. It'll just disappear. Wow. That's remarkable. (laughs) So then a couple days later, we had our appointment with Dr. Lau. And we went in there. And I've got to say that I expected it to be gone. Mm-hmm. One of the things I was de- I did was, Doctor Lyle told me to you know declare healing over your body, and I did that. And I, I spoke to my body, declared verses over over my body, and one of those verses was Mark eleven twenty four. All things for which you pray and ask, believe that you've received them; they shall be granted you. And I'd never done this before, but I, I pictured Jesus taking away that tumor wow. and seeing that tumor turned from that white sphere to a dark. You know, just how a normal brain should look. Right. So then a couple days later, um, we had the appointment with Dr. Lau, and he comes in, he says, I just saw your MRI, and uh, it's amazing. He says, it's, it's completely disappeared. There's just a black <laughs> hole there. So we were, <laughs> you're anticipating this because of eyes of fate, but at the same time, when you hear those words, we were just overwhelmed. I cannot express the joy that just <laughs> emanated I in us. I can't imagine. Well, here you—you know—you received what, you know, is basically a death sentence. Yeah. And then now God's goodness, you're just—you're just overjoyed wow. with the expression of His love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we walked out to the car, just just filled with tears of joy. And we got in the car, and uh, you know, we made our phone calls to yeah. friends and family to let them know the. The good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just just a remarkable um, story. I saw your yeah.
0: MRI pictures. I have the after pictures here. here. We see the before, obviously, a large dark mass there. And uh, the after pictures,
4: it's completely gone. Just, is that remarkable? This is less than three weeks later? From the first MRI? Well, um, from the first MRI, probably about six weeks. Wow. Yeah. M- a Month about, and a half. And it yeah, month com- and a
0: half. This... this Mass just completely is gone. Yeah. it's Places just
4: just empty space. Just the healing power of God. I mean... It's incredible. Yeah. People ask me, they'll say, well, you know, what did you do? <laughs> you know, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I give, you know, God a mustard seed is how <laughs> I look at it. Yeah. You know, I did maybe 1%, but God did the 99% plus. Um, you know, yeah, I didn't take ownership of it, and I... And I prayed, you know, but at the same time, you know, the the question, you know, because you're just in awe of God's love. It's yeah. like, okay, now what does he have for us? He's, you know, he's allowing me to, to continue on planet Earth. And, and, you know, obviously that just builds your hope mm-hmm. and optimism for the purposes of God in my life and in our lives. So the tumor completely disappeared. I've seen your MRI pictures.
0: I have them right here. We see those before pictures. So pretty clearly a white mass there. And in multiple sh- multiple shots, multiple angles, deep down in your brain. And then t- less than six weeks later, the MRI pictures show it completely gone. Just empty space where it used to be. Completely just disappeared. Just disappeared. Just the healing power of God. Yeah. And and I'd ask Dr. Lau, you know, how,
4: how often do you see this? And he said, rarely. Oh. Rarely. I mean, basically, you know, never. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you're just, yeah, overwhelmed by God's right. love.
0: So I'm sure that people yeah. asked you, I mean, as a... Christian, yeah. what can I do to have this kind of healing power? What What did you do to? What would you recommend to people that are also looking for these miracles for healing?
4: The bottom line is that it's a sovereign act of God, mm-hmm. and I'm no more no more spiritual than so many other people that I know that yeah. I I would suspect are maybe even more deserving in some cases. So I, I offered God a, a mustard seed, I believe, mm-hmm. and I tried to do what I could. But that said. I gave God one percent and he did the ninety nine percent. It was just all God and uh I can't I can't take any credit and even all the people that prayed for me. I had yeah, serious prayer warriors surround me, pray for me. But other than that, you know, declared healing over my body. I never took ownership of it. But just just believed in, in the power of God to heal me. Yeah. Um but it ultimately you're just humbled by it all. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah, there, but I would, I would just stand on the word of God. If God can, can heal me and, and why he chooses to heal some people and others, I, I don't have those answers. Oh. I'm just yeah, totally, totally in awe of what God did. It's wild. Oh, it's great. just so wild. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing your story with us. Anything
0: else you'd like to leave with the people out there?
4: Well, I'm still processing, you know, digesting this whole experience. It's still very, very fresh. The only thing I would add that people that are contending for healing, that they don't give up on God, that as I learned, He not only loves me, loves you, loves the world, died for us, but He forgives us. Sometimes, you know, we realize He loves us. And, and I realized that I had to forgive myself in the process mm-hmm. as well and get right in a couple areas and, and, and deal with those things. And just that, uh, that God wants a relationship uh, with all of us. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's in need of a healing, just cry out to God. He is there. It says his arms Amen. not too too short, his ears not too dull to hear your your calls, so your voice. I know I did that over thirty years ago when I first um received the Lord as my Lord and Savior and uh He's he's there for you today. So if he can do it for me, he can do it for you and I would encourage people to do that even, even now.
0: Thank you, Stan. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing your miraculous story.
4: Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> You've heard about how God has miraculously healed me uh, of this brain tumor. And before we close today, I'd like to give you the opportunity to receive the same all-powerful and all-loving God. Would you pray this simple prayer along with me? God, I know that you created me and that you know what's best for me. And this very day, God, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me from all my sins, God. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I ask you, God, to give me the abundant life that you talk about and eternal life hereafter. Today, Lord, I choose you as my Lord and Savior And I trust you, and I will trust you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you.
0: If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhope.org. Newhope International com. I'm so
3: th-